Welcome to the Violet Podcast for Thursday, May 7th. S&P futures are rallying about 38 points. That's about 1.3%. They stand at 28.70, continuing a trend of, of every morning coming in and there is a bid in the market. European indices are rallying as well. They are up about 60 basis points. Asia finished mostly in the red, although there were a few pockets of green. So just running through things quickly, I would say the big driver of this morning's strength um, has, is economic data out of China. So you had Chinese exports for the month of April came in a little bit better than expected. That's up 3.5%. The street was looking for an 11% decline. You also had some positive indications on the auto front out of China. Um, specifically, the aggregate auto sales figures for the month of April rose sequentially for the first time in a couple of years. This is month on month, April versus March. Um so that seems to be those two numbers seem to be the primary driver of this morning's strength. Um, you know, there were other areas of the Chinese economic numbers this morning that were not as great. And in, in particular, the import figures and then the Cation Services PMI for April both fell short of expectations. I would also, you know, the export numbers, it's certainly encouraging that you're seeing Chinese growth re- recover. Um, you know, again, they came out of their lockdown period a few months before the US and Europe. So it's not too shocking that you are seeing its economy. Um, you know, trend ahead of, of the rest of the world. But, you know, the export numbers in particular were, were flattered by a surge of medical shipments to the rest of the world, um, given the coronavirus crisis. So it's unclear if that's sustainable. And just in general, I really, you know, you're not really seeing this kind of galloping ahead of, of Chinese economic growth momentum. You're certainly seeing signs of recovery. Um, but again, it's, it's not, um, you know, a, a particularly robust um, rebound. On the monetary policy front, you saw two surprise decisions out of relatively minor central banks, Norway and Brazil, not super relevant for the U.S. You had um, the BOE decision that was out this morning was in line with expectations, not very relevant for the U.S. Um, elsewhere on the economic front, Germany's industrial production figures for for March fell short of expectations. Um, you know, again, I don't think the U.S. I don't think stocks are paying much attention to economic data out of the U.S. or Europe um, for the months of April and before, just given that it's widely known that, that that's kind of the trough period of uh, or the most acute phase of the coronavirus fallout. And the question now is whether or not you see stability in May versus April. And so we're not going to see the May numbers for um, you know a couple of weeks at this point. On the company-specific front, you I would say the U.S. earnings last night were net positive. So some of the big upside standouts include Fox, Lyft, Peloton, uh, Twilio, and then even PayPal, which initially saw some, some pressure on the stock recovered and rallied after commentary on the conference call. In Europe this morning, you know, the numbers were nothing too spectacular. The large cap reports, Arcelor and Anheuser, are probably the, the biggest, the two biggest cap reports out of Europe this morning, and both um, were better than feared. Neither was particularly encouraging. And then in in particular, the Anheuser commentary around volumes um, was especially bleak. Nothing too shocking. We heard similar from Coca-Cola several weeks ago, just talking about how, you know, they both have a lot of away from home volume exposure, stadiums, bars, restaurants, et cetera. That obviously um, is collapsed in the current environment. So, you know, Anheuser saw April volumes down a lot year in year. Um, you know, a lot of companies are making, uh, you know, encouraging comments about about trends in China, about how they are seeing a recovery in China. But again, I think you kind of need to keep things in perspective. In particular, Hyatt last night reported earnings, talked about how, you know, again, China, given that it's emerged from its lockdown period earlier than the rest of the world, China is seeing progress. But occupancy in China for Hyatt was still just 25%. 
So, you know, the positive linearity theme, I think, you you know, investors really need to kind of um, put things in perspective when you see headlines saying that, you know, so-and-so company has seen an improvement in business trends. That's great. But just I think people need to dig a little deeper. So Lyft as well last night said the same thing. They've seen ride trends improve from the trough levels of April, but they're still tracking down 70 percent year on year. So, you know, again, just to keep everything in perspective on the dividend front, you're continuing to see prominent firms suspend dividends. Um, BT, British Telecom in the UK was the big highlight in Europe. And then Wynn last night um, suspended its dividend as well. And that obviously follows Disney uh, from Tuesday night, which was probably the biggest dividend highlight so far um, this week on, on the earnings front. Looking into the calendar for today, um, the claims numbers will be in focus, although I doubt it's going to be a huge market driver absent, you know, an enormous spike in that number. You're continuing to see, um, you know, you're continuing to see the claims numbers drift down from their peak levels. Um, you know, tracking a lot of the coronavirus statistics that also peaked several weeks ago and have been drifting lower as well. Um, and then you just have a lot of earnings on the calendar again, although we are in the latter, you know, we're pretty much done with calendar Q1 earnings. You have no one really, really major left. It's now just a bunch of smaller firms. Going into next week, you're now into the April and earnings season. So Cisco will kick things off Wednesday night, next Wednesday night, um, with their April and report followed by AMAT Thursday night. And then you have a lot of retailers as well, including Walmart Target over the coming weeks, um, all of which will be reporting for their April and quarters. And now we're also into the sell side conference season where you're going to have a lot of companies, you know, again, I think investors will be listening very, very closely um, for further color on this whole linearity theme. So we know that business suffered an abrupt and sharp decline starting in late March. It looks like that, that process, um, you know, hit, hit a, uh, hit a trough in late April and trends have now been slowly recovering. And this question is, is that recovery continuing? Um, you know, into into May thus far, and you and you are you are hearing companies speak to that, but again, they, you know, we're still far far below pre-crisis levels for a lot of companies. Um, my views on the tape are still the same. I'm not going to spend a ton of time running through them. I have a relatively large paragraph today in the piece just discussing everything. You know, I think you've had four main catalysts for the stocks for the market over the last several weeks, including reopening optimism, all the positive linearity indications, stimulus, obviously, and then enthusiasm around drugs and vaccines. I just think a lot of this is played out right now. I think the market, it's already baked in, embedded in the tape. Um, in particular, I think that the narratives around reopening and positive linearity um, are overly uh, optimistic at this point. I think, you know, again, on reopening, Lifting the lockdowns is very easy. The question is normalizing economic behavior. I think that's going to take a much longer time. And I think the market needs to make a distinction between the two. Um, so, you know, I continue to think that any any anything over 2,800 for the S&P is, um, you know, an overbought level. Um, and just finally wrapping up, Saudi Arabia published its oil price uh, figures and they're, you know, you're continuing to see the the big OPEC plus agreement that was implemented a couple of weeks that was agreed a couple of weeks ago is being implemented. So Saudi Arabia is raising its prices. Um, you know, I don't think this should be too shocking for the market, but it is giving a bid to Brent as we speak. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.